Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, we talk Mysterio, mysterious video games, and we bid adieu to our own Mysterio, Michael X. Shirley. Marvel TV Weekly starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! That's right. Welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. And here we are. It is indeed the finale for Michael Z. Shirley, who is seated next to me. Actually, it's Michael X. Shirley. He's just... Sometimes the Z is silent. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it, it's a bittersweet occasion because, Michael, you're leaving us. I am, I am, but I've got a little beat what I'm going to be covering yeah, for we'll, you guys. And when we'll, we'll talk a little bit later Yay. in the episode about what you'll be covering remotely for us. Uh, in addition to Michael Shirley, it is the birthday girl, Amy Cassandra Martinez. Yes, that is me. I am she. I'm a year older, maybe wiser. I don't know. We'll find out we'll by find the course out. of the next yeah. 40 <laughs> minutes or so. And Caroline. What's up? Uh, so, so much to talk about. And we will start with the news. And the first item in the news, and yes, these are uh, some Marvel movie news items. And might as well use this opportunity to mention that our friend Amy also is on the Popcorn Talk Network's Marvel Movie News. We will talk about some movie news. Maybe they talked about it already. Maybe they'll talk about it this week. But uh, the first thing is that it is news about the Captain Marvel movie, which I was this close to calling the Ms. Marvel movie. (laughs) Because... Carol Danvers is Ms. Marvel, and we have uh, the announcement that her mother, Marie Danvers, a character who is established in the comic book Marvel Universe, will be played by Annette Bening. So, I like this sort of casting, like having Sigourney Weaver in The Defenders, you know, when you get these just well-established actresses, or actors for that matter, uh, in there, uh, just... We'll just quickly talk about this. Uh, gut reaction when you hear this, Michael, what do you think about Annette Benning playing Captain Marvel's mama? Well, the first thing I said to you was, I wish it was Gina Davis. Gina Davis is great. <laughs> I love Gina Davis. I think that uh, more people should watch Cutthroat Island if they get a chance. Uh, but uh, so that's really, that's just, that's the end of it for but, you. No, it's fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you think of this news, Amy Cassandra Martinez? I think it's cool, but now that you said Gina Davis. That's <laughs> all you can see, right? Oh, no, yeah. Yes. But hey, good for her. She's a rock star. Ready for it. Uh, Carrie, what do you think Gina Davis is doing that made her unavailable <laughs> for this role? That's a very good question. Cutthroat Island Exorcist. 2. Thumb Thumb Louise Louise five. 2. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about, you know, sort of they, they kind of sprinkle these movies with, as always, you know, established actors with a capital A, right? <laughs> Well, the question is, is it more to bring some depth to the film in terms of we have, you know, they're uh, they've skilled, been around, and, you know, been in so many amazing films, too. 
Uh, or is it also a name to bring people in? Because then they're like, oh, it's so-and-so. Especially if they're not maybe as into superhero movies. They're like, oh, I like that actor. I want to go check them out. Yeah, I think they have to have like a token A-lister. Yeah, it's like how Forrest Whitaker's in Black Panther is a perfect example. It's yeah. just like, yeah, let's just put somebody in there. Angela Bassett, too, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or absolutely. like uh, um, Michael Douglas in Ant-Man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's these are, these are okay. all good examples. Yeah. Absolutely. Nailed it. Uh, and <laughs> nailed it, Yay. yes. That is uh, in the booth. That is uh, Tony B. Tony. Tony be, Tony be Alive, underscore. Anyway, uh, the next item on the newswire is very Mysterio, but not mysterious. There are reports that Jake Gyllenhaal, some people say Gyllenhaal, but I think it's Gyllenhaal. No one says that. I've yes, heard it that way. They're saying it wrong. Thank you. Yeah. Someone right. who only yeah. reads. So that makes more sense. Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal is in talks to play Mysterio in the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, huh. for your nerd comic book readers like myself, Mysterio is very well known, first appearing in Amazing Spider-Man number 13. Uh, if So Anthony has a picture where we see him. Can you pull up a photo? Uh, it doesn't have to be the one that I emailed. Fishbowl. But there, I would like to see... Yeah, there it is. That's actually the first appearance of Mysterio from Amazing Spider-Man number 13, for those watching on YouTube. Uh, and he's got the big fishbowl head. And I, in fact, Spider-Man would call him Fishbowl Head. And <laughs> he's actually, I was going to call him a really mysterious character, but he re- he is. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be corny. And it's it's such an interesting look. I will be very disappointed if they don't give him the Fishbowl Head. What do you mm. think? I would be livid. I'd Thank be you. so mad. I have several thoughts about this. I really like Jake Gyllenhaal, so Agreed. I think that's cool that uh, he's interested. But it's kind of like the whole Tom Hardy thing with Venom. It's like... Why are you going to put someone who's going to cost your studio so much money in a costume where you can't even really see them? Mm-hmm. Like, to, to have Mysterio, you know, he's like a crystal ball for a head. You can't, like, see a face. So, I don't know. I think it's strange. Are you are you want to... I, I feel like when Topher Grace was Aww. Venom and, like... Like, you want to get someone that's, like, not quite as expensive for, like, an actor that you can't really see them. I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's a great money choice. And it's great to finally see Jake Gyllenhaal in a Spider-Man movie because uh, the studio used him as leverage when uh, Tobey Maguire was, I think, looking for a pay raise in, I believe, Spider-Man 2. And they were like, you know, we're going to just go ahead and replace you with Jake Gyllenhaal. And I feel like, Amy, you probably would have been okay with that. Because I, I don't think you like Tobey Maguire. I do not. See, I knew it. Yeah. I, he's. I've actually never met him. <laughs> but he, he, <laughs> you know what? By the way, neither have I. Okay. So None he, of the people we've talked yeah, about tonight have I met. Neither. Although I met Mysterio once, but just in my dreams. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, they, no, or actually, not, it was no, terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I just don't like his rendition of Spider-Man. It just sure. pains me so much. See, the sad thing is, it wasn't horrible when it first came out. You had no, to, and it was good. The well, first one was. Yeah, I, well, the second well, one with second. Doc, the second one with Doc Ock, I think, is one of is the, the best, best superhero Ooh. movies. Yeah, it's just it is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Doc you know what, Anthony? If you agree with me, obviously you can talk more. Oh my god! I, I love the second movie, the second Spider-Man too. movie yeah. with Doc Ock. Like the way they built Doc Ock's character and everything was fantastic, and um, it's something that Marvel. Um, 
well, they haven't gotten it down. Well, they just recently started getting it down, like with their with their recent movies. But like, that's a great example of how to build a villain up, and uh, and then have him redeem himself at the end too was fantastic. He was nasty, so disgusting. Which what talk? Yeah, well, that's, yes. that's certainly what you want. You of know? course. Uh, anyway, so uh, are where, are you, you intrigued at the idea that Jake Gyllenhaal would be Mysterio? Is that something that you you feel like you can sign up sign up for? I mean, yeah, I see your point, Michael. Um, but I wonder if also they're looking for really good actors that can act their way through a fishbowl head. You know, it's like it's the voice, it's the mannerisms, it's everything that mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't really trust. Uh, inexperienced actors, you know, or not as experienced, which I get. And maybe just bringing in people like that are huge Jake Gyllenhaal fans. Carrie, do those still exist? I was huge Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. fans. Like, I, I mean, huge. ten years ago, okay. maybe. Yeah, Cold Mountain. I, and I mean, no, sure. it's not Cold Mountain. It, I went to one of them. My friend has uh, Jake Fest parties. Wait, your friend has Jake Fest parties? You're lying. Bill? I'm not you are lying to lying. me right now. They exist. Um, are there cardboard cutouts? That's um, great. I only went to I only went to one um, where marathon uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Which were? Uh, we saw Bubble Boy. That's oh, actually really it's a good, good one. Yeah, great. I've never seen cinema. it. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Uh, what else? Donnie Darko. Yeah, you guys, that, I love Donnie Darko. The one with Jennifer Vincent Aniston and the blueberries. But yeah, it, it's just, I, there are people that are very big fans. Um, I don't know if it's like, I mean, he's gotten older that he's not quite the young lady's main heartthrob as Man. much now, but I still think there's people that really like his stuff. Well, it's kind of like how, you know, the new kids in the block and Backstreet Boys can still go out on tour. Yeah. Because you were young once. Yeah. And, and you still like, love those things then, from when you were young. So yeah. it's good. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is going to basically sort of be at, be there for for the moms. Be like, oh, I'm going to get a babysitter and go and yeah. see that. Oh, and, and, and Tony, there were t-shirts. Oh, for Jake wow. Fest. Wow. We need to see do, do you still have one? I think I still have one. Oh, All right, if God. you can find it, please share <laughs> so it. I Wear it. I still have yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Another item in the news uh, for someone who people thought was cute 15 years ago, Orlando <laughs> Bloom! Uh, is reportedly is a fan of the Marvel Universe and the Marvel movies. He's wow. interested in playing Captain Britain. That's why I took you this. You have talked about that character before. I yes. have, indeed. And uh, there are two versions of Captain Britain. The one that you're seeing right now on YouTube is the really cool look that he had when he was That's with Excalibur. One. That's a great, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, if you have Captain America, it looks like the American mm-hmm. flag. He looks like the Union Jack. Now, Anthony, flip to the, uh, that's the OG Captain Britain, where his yes. hair was out, and he had the lion. That hair. Yeah. I dig the hair, though. Yeah, it's kind of cool when the hair, it's like, hair. it's just the hair. I just don't like the blue part yeah. of the mask. It's not right. very British. I mean, it's no. Like he has the Union Jack <laughs> on his wrist. Yeah, oh. exactly. And wow. he just has the Union Jack on his wrist. Uh, I don't know. I, for one, am excited at the idea, and I feel like Captain Britain is a character that we should get. I expect us to get Michael. You know what an affinity I have for Excalibur. Uh, how do you feel about there being a Captain Britain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> Not excited. Uh, Amy, do you think <laughs> that there should also? Because well, you didn't recognize anything. <laughs> Uh, there's also a Canadian superhero team named Alpha Flight. So should we okay. get like all the? Yeah. You know, should we? I'm not Amy, but I'm. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. But no, you're agreeing. Should we get all the all the superheroes from all the different countries just well represented? Yes, but 
I think it's kind of weird that Orlando Bloom just kind of wants to join in. I cannot think of the last thing that he did. I really like I can't remember. So I think that maybe all of these pirates. actors. He was in one of the Pirates sequels, God, right? Ago. But he was in like one of them. Sort of recently, I believe. Oh wait, he was a little bit in the last last one. Yeah. Too. Okay, but I mean he's in more of them. Sounds but. like he's asking for a throw a bone to, th- for them yeah. to throw. Yeah, isn't he like what? dating Katy Perry again? So now he's like back again? in the really? yeah, like back in the media. People are paying attention. You just confirmed this mm-hmm. news to me. Yeah, I, I, I what? heard that. I it's heard been a crazy this. week, hasn't it? I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? I did not know. I, yeah. Well, look. Anybody who's seen the pictures <laughs> of Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom on the boat know why she might go back to him. That's all I'll say. But I don't, uh, I don't know. Oh, but, whoa. Well, so that's why he's going to be naked. Captain Britain. Nudes. I, look, I can neither confirm nor deny whether or not Orlando is in full bloom. But, oh! Thank you. I'm glad somebody enjoyed that. Here's the thing. I yes. think people are trying to hop on this whole Marvel bandwagon because they're like, hey, yes. I think they're doing pretty well. Money, money, Hi, money. I'm here. Yeah, yeah no, yes. I, I would also I would also be happy to play Captain Britain. <laughs> I feel like you look more like him. <laughs> I look more British. Or, Orlando <laughs> Bloom is way too scrawny to be Captain Britain. Well, he needs think to be like... Uh, bulking up for Shazam, he yeah. can maybe bulk up too. That's true. You know, I uh, I still see him as an elf. I would <laughs> want to see someone with the same body type as as, as Brian Braddock, Captain who, Britain. That's well, who well, do you guys like off yeah. the top of your head? Not well. I want to see someone with a body type like Steve Rogers. You know, to be Captain Britain. I don't oh know. Gosh. What? What are you laughing at? Well, because she's got the picture. Well, now oh, I have to go stop it. Oh, whoa. <laughs> so now you're not going to be able it's to concentrate. out anyway. So, yes. Somebody <laughs> that's built like Steve Rogers. Somebody that's basically yeah. representing their country. Um, We're like four. Like, they're all really big guys. You yeah. can't have Captain Britain, like, Looking like Cirque du Soleil or something. (laughs) Uh, It's a great point. Uh, Let us know in the chat if you have any thoughts about Orlando Bloom being Captain Britain or if you'd like someone else. Uh, Another item from the the movie verse, but this is the Fox movies. X-Men Dark Phoenix is likely to drop the word X-Men from the title. And it'll just be Dark Phoenix with the X for X-Men and the X for Michael Z. Shirley. That'll also be there. It's just for us sometimes the jokes, but uh, I uh, I think it uh, it'll be pretty cool. But this led to a whole conversation before the show. Uh, Michael, your ultimate problem is you're just Jean. not into Sophie Turner as Jean, right? No, she's like for sure my all time favorite comic book character. So I'm gonna be holding the standards pretty high. I feel like she looks way too young to be going through that arc. For the Dark yeah. Phoenix arc, Yeah, I feel like, like I was saying earlier, like a 30-year-old woman should be playing. My problem with Famke Jansen was I felt like she was way too old. Like, we never, it was never like Scott was like, like she was, like Jean was a cougar. Like, and <laughs> like Scott's like 20 in the X-Men films and she's like 45. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I don't know. I, my choice, which you think is out of this world, crazy stupid. Christina Hendricks. I would love she's just, to see her as you, Jean. You just finished talking about Orlando Bloom being the wrong body type for a superhero. I love Christina Hendricks. She's very talented. She is not the right body type for a superhero. She is like hourglass. Yeah. Like, okay, make... so the shirt's going to fit her right, but I, I, she's not built like a superhero. I I do not know much about comics, but I have seen a lot of 
uh, Jean, like, comic book body type thing. And like, I think what she is could not kill comic? It. She's, like, got the most comic book body exactly. I've ever seen. They always like, draw them, like, 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 the bam. Yeah. Like, hello, hourglass. But this isn't what our, our superheroes, that is our like, superheroines are built like now. That is, like, a J. Scott Campbell fantasy right there. Totally agree with you, Michael. I, I'm just saying I disagree, but... Uh, if Not she skinny were... enough for you. That's right. That's uh, my problem. It's also my fantasy. Just, you know. <laughs> well, thank I you. I think she's gorgeous and her body is gorgeous. I, But I'm with Christian that I'm like, it's not what I think of. Because, they, yes, they make comic book women very curvy. Unrealistically curvy. Mm-hmm. But generally, yeah. a lot of them are very long yes. body. Like, very tall. Mm-hmm. With, like, these impossibly small waist and wide hips. So, it, it's more like... Not like she needs to be skinnier, but she's just too... I would imagine a little more petite and some more muscle, too, because Jean, it's it's the impossible, like, yeah, they got ripped arms and they have abs, but Mm -hmm. they have, like, full C-cup boobs and, like, wide... uh, There are some... Like, okay, we talked about it before a little bit, like, Angelina Jolie, when she first did, like, the Terminator movies, I was like... Yeah, because she was curvy but muscular that mm-hmm. I go, that could be a superhero. So if it was someone like that, Christine Hendricks, I think, is more curvy than that. So then so it's just a hair too much. Um, but I'd be curious to see that. They would need a really big Scott. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great point. Like, a Orlando big, yeah. like an she actual dwarf. man. Yeah. Or John Cena. Orlando <laughs> Bloom could yes. not play Scott in that movie. No. And yes, John Cena would actually be, be like, yeah. great Scott. Great oh, Scott. Yeah. I mean, he'd be built oh, right for, the, for Cyclops. Also, but. like for men in comics, they're impossibly huge, buff, you know, six, seven tall. Like they're not really that tall, but that's how they look. Or, and their shoulders and uh, you know, packs are so even, big. Even when they're little, like if you ah. look, if you looked at an image yeah. of Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine yeah. from the first one, from X, from yeah. the two thousand X Men, and you look at him from the uh, from well, not Logan because he's older, but from the it's Wolverine, ripped. you're like, it's insane, like how yeah. different the standard changed. Yeah. Uh, well, that's another one for those of you in the chat. Let us know who you would like to see as Gene. And am I wrong? Should it be Christina Hendricks? Because if Christina Hendricks is Gene in a movie. I will be there. If Orlando Bloom played Gene in a movie, I would also be there. So really, there's no problem because I'm gonna go. They're gonna get my money anyway, so I'm gonna see the movie. Uh, an interesting uh, little side bit of news, according to an interview with Sci-Fi Wire, when they were putting together the Infinity War, they considered putting Luke Cage and some of the Netflix heroes in there, but then they felt like they weren't going to give them, do them enough justice. It was going to be too quick. And I, that's and so exactly that, what you suggested they I was should just, be. I was yeah, like, yeah. look, there's not time for them. No, you, like you said, you're like, can we have a moment where they just like look up at like, oh, something went overhead. Yeah. I would be happy. That's all I wanted. Like I would a Stan totally Lee type agree. Of yes. Yeah. Just a quick cameo to insert them in that world. And that would be fine. Cause there's a whole thing going on in Hell's Kitchen. It doesn't have anything to do yeah. with Thanos. But if something crazy is going on in the sky, you'd be like, well, would you look at that? You know? And yep. that's it. Yeah. That's all we need. Even Foggy. Oh, foggy. Like yeah. one character from that universe go, huh, that's weird. Then that's it. Madam, be nice to Madam Gao? Yeah. Could it be Madam Gao looking sure. up? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. There we go. Give See? a smile oh, yeah. or like, Hmm. Because then you're really <laughs> yeah. rewarded for watching the shows. Because yeah. Yeah. if you don't watch the shows, but you see Luke Cage, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's the guy who plays yes. Luke Cage. Maybe I'll watch that. So far, yeah. the only tie we have is that Steve Rogers doll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, so, but this led to uh, my thoughts on a different article 
from Screen Rant, and we will not do any because this is this is Marvel TV Weekly. We're not going to give any spoilers about the new Star Wars movie, which is called Solo, a Star Wars story. But there's an article about it that says it points out that the Star Wars movies respect Star Wars TV shows, unlike Marvel. So, mm. case in point, in the movie Rogue One, which has now been out for a year and a half, so I feel like we can talk about it. Uh, again, Forrest Whitaker, he's in there playing a character from the Clone Wars animated series. And there may or may not be a character that shows up in this movie who you need to have mm. watch those shows. So, I like that. And this is exactly what I say all the time about the Marvel movies. We don't get our cameo from the Netflix heroes. We don't get... Agent Coulson for even a second. Mm -hmm. And yes, Nick Fury was on an episode and we had Lady Sif on once or whatever. Uh, You know, we had some things. But Mm -hmm. it's not... I I just think that they don't respect the TV shows. And when you invest the time in the TV shows, like we all do, we do a show about it. I feel like they should give a little bit more respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Michael... Do you agree? Should the movies respect the TV shows? I mean, we all want everything. Yeah, you know, we'll all eat it all up. But uh, to be fair, Marvel's like lexicon makes Star Wars look like a novella. Like it's with true. So much history, so many characters. Where Star Wars is like finally decided they're gonna like make new stories and new characters. <laughs> so like, duh, they're gonna wrap them all in. And fans love that stuff, and I also feel with X-Men and and the Avengers and Fantastic Four, you know how in Spider-Man, like, all these things have different rights and everything, and it makes it confusing and expensive, so a lot of times they don't want to even bother, I feel, with, like, trying to interweave things, because it just makes more trouble, and they don't even really need it. You know, they know that if we ever do get what we want, there'll just be even more reason for them to get applause, but... I, I don't know. I think that's a cheap shot at Marvel, especially being that they're the same company. Sure, but I mean, it's very it's very easily accomplished that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Disney, the Marvel Studio movies, you could have things from the Netflix shows because those are all those are also ABC Studios. You could have people from Agents of Shield or in the X Men movies. Why not have Legion show up for a second? And, and, you know, he's That'd like, be cool. you do something like that. You know, Marvel's or too or cool for you know that. what you could do? You could have you know what i'm gonna say don't you andy lauren from the gifted show up in the dark phoenix movie doesn't that sound like a great idea michael i don't i think it makes perfect sense that's exactly the answer that i knew you were thinking Uh, i don't know what do you think amy Would, would this just be more fun you know or would it just make the movies too confusing no i think it'd be more fun i think there is kind of a big divide between movies and the tv shows and i think sometimes People that love the films don't necessarily give enough credit to the TV mm. people. You know, it's like, hey, while we're waiting for new movies to, co- to come out, we're watching all these TV shows. So I think it would be nice to bring them all together. And then also to give TV fans something to be like, hey, guys, like we're all we're all one big happy family. We are family kind uh, of a also thing. Also, real quick, can I just ex- expand on what you said? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, so Mar- also Marvel and their movies respect the uh, comic book comic book readers enough to give them little caveats through, uh, sprinkled throughout their films that specifically for comic book readers, if they read the comics, they pick up on those little e- Easter eggs, right? But for v- viewers of the television show at all, there's nothing for them there. There's nothing for them in the films. And it's pretty surprising coming from a, 
a coming from a studio who bouts that uh, over ten years they were able to able to implement all of these characters into this one movie, and they can't they can't implement the TV characters that they've been building up for just almost just as long into this one film that includes everyone. Like it's a little come on, like it's we're like you can it, it it's unfair. It, like it's money it should be expected though. But Once like, again, Anthony's agreeing with me, so it's very oh well stated. Gosh, so uh, Pretty much. Yeah. Well, and also, I think, I mean, if people love Marvel movies, I think they generally also love Marvel comics. What makes them think they wouldn't love Marvel TV? Mm-hmm. You know? Just as long as the, everyone The time commitment, it. I guess, is the one thing. True. Not everyone mm-hmm. can binge five seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in like a month, Amy. Only Thank someone you. specifically talented like well, you. Thank you. I was like uh, tying Runaways into other things. That one didn't really get that much of a tie into the other. It's true, universe. yeah. And then that is the problem when you know that shows on Hulu, the other shows on Netflix. Some of them yeah. are on ABC. That's the problem. I think it's just too many hands would be in yeah. the pie. Yeah. Like too much money, too much, too many emails, too many yeah. phone calls, yeah. too many agents, uh, too much. Uh, <laughs> kind of interesting casting choice. A couple. Uh, Xavier in the chat suggested uh, Evan Rachel Wood as Jean Grey. Um, mm. Yeah, I think she's probably maybe like the, a younger like yeah, yeah. Because what I was going to say about Sophie Turner is that she's the right age. That if they were doing the original X Men before, you know, like the the five original uh, Angel, Cyclops, Iceman, Marvel Girl. I think I said them all. Uh, my apologies to anybody who didn't. But basically, when Iceman was still a snowman, mm-hmm. if it was that team, then yeah. Sophie Turner's the right age. She would be a great, yeah. like, first class type. Yeah, option. right, exactly. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so uh, interesting. Please keep those uh, coming in. Yeah, I love hearing that stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's the um, kind of stuff you're going to miss when you leave us, Michael. I know. Because and... you're not going to watch this show when you oh, leave. Oh, oh, we found whatever. a great redhead photo, too. Oh. Look at that. Yeah, see? I go, oh, I see you, it more now. You know what, though? She looks more like Madeline Pryor there, as far oh, as. Oh, stop it. Oh, the same woman. Oh, by the way, when uh, and I, I teased this last week, and we'll be using clips in the near future. When I spoke with Chris Claremont last weekend, I was speaking about a specific instance with her, with Madeline Pryor, and he corrected me because at that point she was Madeline Summers. It was mm-hmm. after they got married, and I was like, you know what, you're right. You're such a name dropper, Christian. It's the only name I well, can drop. I got a really good name to drop right now. Want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life? For those who do, we have got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and inter- influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. And be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let Maria know it was Marvel TV Weekly who sent you there. Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. Check it out, you guys. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. And so does so does everyone. I'm sure Marie appreciates it, too. Uh, all right. Well, you know, we've had a very spirited back and forth on all this stuff. Let us know. Keep commenting in the chat. Maybe we'll look back in before the end of the show. Uh, there's only one thing of Marvel TV that was on this week. <laughs> and we're in that stretch right now where we're going to oh, get just a couple episodes of Legion here and there. And then there will be a point where we also have Cloak and Dagger. But then it's going to just be Cloak and Dagger. 
Luke Cage is going to drop in our lap, and then we'll go back to Cloak and Dagger. So it's going to be a little lean through the summer, but we mm-hmm. will still be here. Did Before, you know Amy has previewed Cloak and Dagger? I did. But Carrie, you were very excited, and I thought I you were—I thought you might have had an embolism or something. So please no. tell us. <laughs> no, um, I was just thinking one for. I'm like, where is my Legion? Yes, we had Tim Boggs, who was the. Oh, I forget the superficial title. He was but the uh, sound ADR. Thank you, supervisor. Uh, oh, yeah. cool. That's so he cool. came in and talked about it, especially in this episode. It's particular. Uh, we're. we're well, we're talking about it now. Uh, the moment where the Vermilion Patonomy talk. Yes. He talks about how they layered that and how they brought one voice forward or not. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a great specific example. Also, I think this uh, previous Legion episode has been my favorite of this whole season. Wow. Um, I was so excited watching this. Like, I'm like, oh, everything about this episode made me so excited. Um, there's the... I was like, did, I, did everybody? We all watched it, okay. and, 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 and by the way, this we've watched away. No, no, I know. All, no, no, all the all the spoilers right now. In case you didn't watch Legion, be prepared to have yes. something spoiled. I don't know what we could spoil right here. There wasn't really because it's just a little bit, one. but we're going to talk um, about the whole episode. Yeah. The ready, set, go moment. That music was so great. How it's shot was so good. Uh, it, it just felt so in it, and it was progressing forward and just interesting it just had me pumped like the whole time and so i was just super into it i was excited on this episode uh amy um, do you agree did you love this episode of legion it was be honest amy yeah what were you saying you before because there are other people that feel that <laughs> way too I started. honesty hour i <laughs> am not a fan of legion at all, Is really? It confusing? What? It's, what? what? I think it's what? fair. Tony, you should you be able it? to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Totally. When I watch something, I don't want to have to think too hard about it. I really don't. Like, if I want something intellectually stimulating, I will watch something else. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I would watch, but something else. Maybe, ooh, like a really intense documentary on Netflix. Sure. That's what I would watch. Or like Planet Earth. I mean, I guess. But I, like, honestly, but I do have to say that Legion is so gorgeous. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, and I think that's something that I can enjoy every single episode. Um, And I think one little thing that's missing from every single episode since my favorite one is the little freaking mouse. The singing mouse. If only he would come back. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I need. That's all I need. Well... But, and the John Hamm bit was so good in this one. The, the cave allegory yeah. to modern uh, social media. I mean, yes, we're a lot of people. It's something we're all kind of coming to the same idea of that. But I felt they did it so well. That I was like, yes, this. And and that was the entire act. So from the commercial break, they come back in and it's that. And then it ends and they go to the next commercial. That's the way yeah. I remember it anyway. And I thought that mm-hmm. was like sort of a, a unique choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But to Amy's point about Legion being beautiful, it is the most beautiful beautiful show mm-hmm. to fall asleep to because you're so confused. I think my wife <laughs> yeah. has officially given up on it because I watched like six episodes without that her because of the show. Bit. And she's just so like, you, she's like, sorry. I, I shot I, in Santa, near Santa Clarita. I liked a lot of things in this episode, but mm-hmm. this oh, is another frustrating episode. Uh, what did you think, Michael? <gasps> oh, I loved it when Sid drops down. Yes. Yes. That, so cool. I was like, it needed this little yeah. fun little it was just like and a she little like bit hits of, him. Yeah, I'm I, on your side. I, that was one of the notes that I took. Was I loved the the Sid David uh, mm-hmm. slap fight. Mm-hmm. For and, me, well, go sorry. ahead. Well, for, go ahead. For me, it's always been kind of like 
him chasing after her a little bit. Yeah. And now we're kind of seeing the pushback on her, and yeah. I'm starting to get, like, oh, she really does care about him. She's not quite as, like, waspy mm-hmm. as, like, she seems. But the thing that I really, really loved the most about this episode, um, not really sure if you, you caught on to it at the time, but when he's laying in that bath thing, mm-hmm. which we keep seeing he's doing that more often, Yeah, he... You hear in his head him having a conversation yes. with himself, like in different the voices, other with different inflections. But you can tell it's the same actor. So I'm thinking maybe he's spending way too much time in this little bathtub, and mm-hmm. that like that liquid or whatever that he has to put himself in mm-hmm. is maybe messing with him. Yeah. And I'm hoping that those little voices are going to manifest into separate oh. personalities. You know, that's what I'm I'm holding out hope for. Uh, there's a great moment you were talking about the Sid and David relationship and sort of there was that great like therapy session with Clark who honestly I was researching He's this. He's getting and... more interesting though too. I did not like him at first but now I'm like okay you're actually kind of interesting. It bothered me at the start of season two that he was there because he it was, was so weird. such a major yes. bad, bad guy. guy in season yeah. one. But the point that he makes which is that basically the idea that he basically if they have a breakup and it goes badly Mm -hmm. David could destroy the world or the universe by the way because you know there was concern in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that Quake would be the destroyer of worlds David could be the destroyer of reality because of just how powerful he is Mm. Uh, I mean look at who his daddy is I'm just saying well even also the (laughs) do you think he lies yeah. That was interesting, too. It's interesting, and their relationship is in a really interesting place. It kind of really has accelerated with the, oh, did you get into a fight with future me? You know, and I thought we it was all really a fight. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. But, Tammy's point, super confusing. And uh, yeah. well, well, go watch the after show where we break it down. But also, that would uh, help. Tim gave us some insight into stuff that happens in the episode, which is great. Also, that episode has a lot of uh, narration from other characters, which was nice to talk about that in the process. Um, also, he mentioned that moment, too, of the two Davids talking. Um, and then uh, what was something else about it that was interesting? Uh, side note, he is the voice of the Shadow King. And That's he did cool. the voice, like when he's like rah, when, rah, when he's like back. the big the big fat big monster, yeah. 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 Like he Yay, did the voice like and like one. did it on the episode, which is great. Um, also, talked that apparently Farouk can't speak French very well, and so they'd have to go over it and be like making sure he could say French with a better accent. Uh, he's That's like, interesting. He can speak multiple languages, great, but Just apparently French. his French accent is a little bit. Off. <laughs> That's actually very interesting. So you should cute. go watch the after show. It's, oh, it's really nice to hear his perspective and just the process of the show making and everything like that. I mean, he's in a you know very particular department. Well, sounds but such still. a big part of that oh, show. Sh- yes, because yeah. especially you got a crazy person, you got to hear inside his head. Yeah, I mean, it's just the production of the show is so amazing that even mm-hmm. when it frustrates, and this wasn't a particularly frustrating episode. It was just one where I, I just. Wanted more to happen, but Fukuyama history. That was yeah, fantastic. that actually I thought was very interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that we got in this episode, but I'll be happier probably next but week. You know what, though, Amy? I totally get what you mean, though. There are certain times, or if you want to watch a show where it's not as like you don't want to have to wreck well, your brain when you watch. It depends on what mood you're in, too. Of like, yeah. you know, are you in a mood to sit and I'm like, I need to analyze this to pay attention, or is it I just want to veg out and watch something fun? Exactly, and it's yeah. not even so much of how confusing it is. Sometimes it's like. 
do I feel personally attached to all these characters? Not necessarily. No. Mm. And that's just me and that's I fine. I don't feel hugely attached to I'm most like, of them. Yeah. Especially when, I, you know, there's, well, there was. We Shield. got the weird Minotaur thing back too. Yeah. I see what your point is, though. Carrie loves it. I'm That's so great. Yeah. I'm so happy that you love it. It doesn't really feel like a superhero show. Like, it no. doesn't yeah. feel like it's very a comic different. book. If yeah. you didn't know, a lot of people who watch it probably mm-hmm. wouldn't even know it was a comic book series. Yes. You know, if they were, like, in their, you know, like, never had read comics and they just stumbled upon it. It was like, yeah. oh, this is neat. Like, yeah. yeah. Super side note, but kind of cool tangent. You mentioned Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. On the Expanse After Show today, we had a gentleman call me in, uh, Bruce, I think it's Bruce Pittman, and he works with NASA or uh, an outer space program. I'm totally blanking SpaceX. on it right now. Um, well, actually colonizing in outer space. Oh. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of his other favorite sci-fi science fiction shows. Well, see, there you go. Obviously, good taste while <laughs> colonizing the universe. Yeah, no. That's good to know. Much like, much like Anthony in the yeah. booth, I feel like he'd agree with me. Uh, anyway, well, we will Agreed. talk more about Legion in the next yes. few weeks. There's, there's three more episodes because they got the extra episode. Uh, yes. So there will be three Nine, more. 10, 11. And uh, it'll be interesting to see the way it all ties up. <laughs> and it'll probably be another uh, hugely frustrating uh, cliffhanger kind of ending. But anyway, we'll worry about that in three weeks. Uh, and uh, we will also talk more about Cloak and Dagger in the weeks ahead. And I know Amy's already seen four of them, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Four? Yeah, oh, wow. exactly. But anyway, uh, we only have a little bit more time left. And uh, because it is Michael's last show, I said, what would you like to talk about? Yeah, I, thought, I really liked that you asked that. Yeah. Aww. And then you, your answer was something that I felt comfortable with. So I, I decided to go with it. Yeah. If you'd pick something crazy, I'd be like, all right, well, we can't do that. But thanks for letting us. No, of course. I wanted you to pick a topic. And it ties into something that uh, you'll be keeping an eye on for us from afar. And you'll Skype in working this beat. So talk a little bit about it. Set up the topic. Um, When you asked me this, my first thought was like games, Marvel games, video games, board games, apps, like, like everything. And that got me thinking even more. Uh, Video games or TV that it's like an extension Mm -hmm. of, you know, all this, it's like making your own comic book. Uh, it, and I think that's something we should be working into our show because Marvel TV, you mean Marvel TV games? They're played on TV. So, um, and Amy last night got to play one of her uh, first Marvel games, mm-hmm. which was super fun. Uh, what did you think about that? Like, as well, a explain first what time. the game was, too. Yes. Uh, okay, so it's Marvel versus Capcom. Three. Three is what we played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what happened. It was fun. I obviously am only aware and familiar with the Marvel characters, the Capcom. I was like, uh-uh. yeah. Did I, you do the arcade game? Exactly. No. Time. The rule for last night was those of us on the panel, the three of us mm-hmm. that were there, could only use Marvel characters. Yes. Ah. Now, other people in the room that aren't on the panel, although actually Anthony was there yeah. too, yeah. and we're like, no, you're on the panel. But he used Capcom characters because he wanted mm. to be difficult. But after whatever. you told me. That's true. After you told me. But you paid for pizza and it was delicious, so uh, <laughs> we were willing to let that slide. These and were super cool yes. when they So came anyway, out. so that's what it was, and we got to see some of the characters. So your thoughts on playing the game. Yeah. It was interesting because you only get to pick, if you've never played before, if you're like one of the few of us that we've never played before, you only get to choose one character. So that's that was fun. And then the other person chooses the other one, then you just kind of fight it out. And it was fun. It was very hard to play, just pressing all the buttons and the, the <laughs> well, other one ones. Works. Just like, yeah. ah! 
Uh, but it was fun because it's like you're playing as them, so you're kind of a superhero. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've always been so much about the mythology, and when you know the characters, you can really like have fun in your own world with the video games, and it, that's why I wanted to talk about video games tonight. Um, should I just start with my my? Yes, we want to get your okay. favorites yes. in before we run out yes, of time. That's yes. the important. So thing. the most current game that I really love is the Wii Marvel Superhero Squad game. Uh, I'm so, I'm so old school. I haven't updated to a Wii U or a Click, but I love this game. If you guys out there haven't played it, it's probably. The most like uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. You get to pick, okay. uh, you get to run yeah. around, jump around, like interactive, like very 3D environments. Um, super fun. You can pick from like X Men, Avengers. It's very um, cute to look at too, very kawaii the way they're drawn. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't really love the Marvel Superhero Squad show, but I think it's a super fun game. Um, I'm guessing um, you guys probably haven't played that one before, have I you? I have not played that one. Stardrew in the chat says that uh, they have that game. I've unlocked all the hidden characters. That game actually has a lot of hidden characters, and they're pretty easy to unlock. Who's your favorite hidden character? <sighs> or a favorite? Aww. Oh, oh that's adorable. That's hard. Uh, maybe, like, Hawkeye? Oh, I know you love He's you some Hawkeye. Yeah. I do. I do love Hawkeye. And you can be an Invisible Hi. Girl, who's pretty cool. Um, but she's not a hidden character. Uh, but moving on, because we have so many games I want to talk yes. about. I love them all. Um, a game that's very tied closely to... Um, sorry, Tony's going through all kinds of stuff. It's very tied closely to um, Marvel vs. Capcom. Ah. was X-Men Children of the Atom. And that game was a game that uh, introduced the X-Men as, like, a fighting team, like, in a Mortal Kombat, Street mm. Fighter style. And over the years, um, they took these characters straight out of that game and put them in the first Marvel vs. Capcom and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So if you've ever played as one of the X-Men characters in either of those games, you've played the exact characters that are in the mm. Children of the Atom game. I played it a lot in the arcade when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Arcade games were, like, really big for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see on the screen I mean, now. If you're, if you're watching on the screen right now, you see Wolverine and the Silver Samurai, which I can watch this all day. <laughs> I love the Silver Samurai, so this is great. Really fun game to watch. Uh, the rules are pretty much just like Marvel vs. Capcom, so you just hit all the buttons really hard <laughs> and all kinds of great stuff happens. A great beginner game. That I really love. Um, and step away from the X-Men for a little bit. Gonna bring it back. If we must. Way deep. Back to the 90s. Super yeah. Nintendo Entertainment System. Captain America and the Avengers. This was really my first experience with the Avengers team. Other than what I had like read and like um, on my comic book cards. I hadn't really like collected... Avengers comics very much. And this game is so great. You can play as Captain America, Iron Man, Hawkeye, and Vision in his solid white outfit. I like that look for Vision. That was was the first way I'd ever seen him. So when I saw the older version, which is what is used now in the Marvel The red and green Christmas colored Vision Mm -hmm. is the traditional one. But yeah, the 
Well, I don't want to get into the story. But the White <laughs> Vision is a very specific point in time. Yes, just say, yes. Yeah. And it's a really fun game. It's a side-scrolling game. Uh, you can play with up to four players. So you can have all the ga- all of your Avengers. Look at Hawkeye. There. Yeah. He looks great. Kind. Yeah, you can have all, like if you have four friends, you can all be playing and fighting these guys. Uh, it's cool. very much, uh, I guess you would say akin to our next game, the Marvel, I mean the uh X-Men Konami arcade game, which was released in either 1992 or 1993. Um, It was released in several different formats. There's two-player. It's not what is on the screen right now. Uh, The arcade game is... And, what we're talking and about. And I would remember yes. playing it as a four-player... Uh, right. You know, it's at a time when this was kind of coming. There's also a Simpsons game that's a four-player like yes. this and a Ninja Turtles game. Yes. Uh, all three of uh, which you Rampage can play... The game you could have. Yeah, that's true. Game. And all yeah. of which you can play. There's a retro arcade in Pasadena. They have all these games. <gasps> really? Yes. Uh, a really great side note to that. If you have... This is the six-player cabinet where you can be every oh, single... Right. Wow. Every single player. I don't particularly like this one because the screen is really wide and that's before they had made widescreen TVs. So what you're actually looking at is two screens. One is a screen Uh. and another one is a projector. So when a character walks across the middle part of the screen where the two meet up, they get really wide for a second. It's really (laughs) weird. It's like a video glitch. So I never really enjoyed the six player, although it is so big. It's so huge. The game's probably almost as big as this table we're at. It's just giant. I own personally the four player cabinet, which goes back to what you were saying about the Ninja Turtles and the Simpsons game. It's the exact setup and format, same button, game controller, play so if you actually were to go in and buy like the like the little card or not really a little card but you could take it out of the arcade machine put in the ninja turtles you it would work just Hmm. perfectly with that cabinet uh let me interject just for a moment because i love the team in this version of it because Mm -hmm. it's like basically the late 80s team one you have the brown wolverine you have dazzler you have kitty pride you have Nightcrawler. I think Kitty Pride's there, right? Yeah, she is the one you were trying to yeah, save the play whole her. game. Yeah. So it's ba- this is basically the Pride of the X Men video game. You know, mm-hmm. this would have tied into that series if it had gone. And it has non Mohawk Storm, but I'll allow it. <laughs> and yeah, this is this is great because I love who's on this game, and I still I'll play it whenever I see it. Actually, except for I didn't ever get to play Michael's at his house. You're too busy being a dad. It's true. Uh, we beat but it. I yeah, Tony's played it with me, and we've beaten we it. Beat nice. It. Yeah. Uh, it's got. So you're Rescue Kitty. We did. So glad. Yep. Colossus was super happy. Yeah, so Colossus they can get married. married her. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, but for me, I, my favorite character in this game is Dazzler. Love her Dazzler. superpower just pretty much whenever she throws the big bomb, like like plasma bomb or whatever, and it just wipes out anyone on your screen. Nice. Really, really fun game. Probably my favorite Marvel game of all time. And although it's not a TV-based game, I want to go to our final game, which is a game that I have in my personal collection called the Uncanny X-Men Alert Adventure Game. It's actually a board game, and uh, it comes with so many pieces. I don't know if it's like crazier than Monopoly. As you can see, there are wow. all those characters you can choose from. So, you, you mean, you can... One, awesome. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighteen characters 
you can choose from not just like a shoe and a hat and a boot like with monopoly <laughs> this is like all out cool uh we actually have a closer up picture of those figures nice. they're silver really really fun really lightweight um really pretty to look at um just a really fun fun uh collector's item uh, I guess if you got all 18 of your friends, you could probably play this game for like a month straight. Do you decorate? Do you like paint characters? them or anything? Yeah, do or they just... get painted? Or I've they stay seen uh, collectors selling ones like that where they have painted them. I personally like that chrome looking mm-hmm. uh, plastic. But they're, um, just a side no, there was a game that came after that, uh, very much inspired by this game called X-Men Under Siege, where they released um, a, a bunch of characters like this. You didn't have quite as many. There were probably like 12, but they were shown as painted. So I'm hmm. s- assuming that Marvel thought that people would probably like the painted versions better. So in the second game, the pictures. The figures actually are in color. Hmm. And Havoc's one of those. But And you do love you some Havoc. I love him, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for uh, covering all those great mm-hmm. games. Uh, a lot of those seem like fun. And uh, I, uh, Anthony, I know we only have a couple minutes, but I do feel like I need to share the gameplay and the commercial for the game that I researched, which I did send to you. And this is the Atari 2600 Spider-Man game. And it, uh, well, because I'm old... Oh I didn't own this game, but I had a friend, a neighbor who had it, and so I would play it, and I loved Spider-Man so much, and this is what video games looked like. (laughs) So you just were excited, and when you see it, you'll all probably laugh. But it's all right. I was excited that I could play Spider-Man. And there were a lot of Atari 2600 games that I loved. Uh, let me ask, Anthony, were you able to bring it up? or Because uh, I didn't know this, if I should... This is the commercial. Okay, so let's see the commercial first, and then we'll see the gameplay. Can you can you bring the audio, or will we run into problems with that, with the audio? No, it's fine. Okay. It's so, so old. Yeah, this is old. So <laughs> this is amazing. This is what I remember more than the game itself. Uh, so let's check out. It's great for those watching on YouTube. But for those listening, you'll also get to really experience the commercial for the Atari 2600 Spider-Man game. Roll it. This is terrifying. Is this more action than even Spider-Man can handle? Spider-Man, a video game from Parker Brothers. We all like have the same. The answer answer is no, Spider-Man. It is not more action than even you can handle. That is amazing. Just while I continue talking and when I wrap up, uh, Anthony, if you could show the gameplay. Thank you for showing that commercial. Uh, That terrifying Green Goblin, I remember. He's good. Uh, He's great. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean. That actor, man. Commitment. That's some like Jim Henson, like Ninja Turtle stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not Willem Dafoe, all right. But uh, I, I, I always love that, and that's the other thing too. Wow. Is like I got to see Spider Man on TV interacting with the Green Goblin. But Aww. you see the game itself. Look, it, it. This was this was high tech. The fact that he could swing and he was the right colors. That's really all we really uh-huh. exci- we were excited about. Yeah. So this nice. to me is one of the only video games, Marvel yeah. video games I ever owned. I loved. The X-Men game we're talking about in the arcade. 
and there were some other arcade games, but this is this is where it's at for me. Is the Atari Twenty Six? See, look, there's a Green Goblin right there. Up you at just the gotta make screen. sure you this don't run like out a of web fluid. Long, yeah. and tedious game. Like just <laughs> oh, get up, get up, get up. Cut get a get donkey call. Well, I'm glad like, you mentioned yes. that because Atari Twenty Six Hundred games. Basically, you just kept playing. I yeah. mean, there were like levels to beat and things, but no, there wasn't a whole story where you tried to have an objective. Uh, That's what and, the commercial was for, right? The, the commercial <laughs> yeah. was, and the most infamous Atari Twenty Six Hundred game is the ET game, and there's a documentary about oh, it. Oh, the landfill. Yeah, and it. I had that game. That game I owned. I got it for Christmas, and it didn't make any sense. Spider Man was at least fun, but you know what else has been fun? That's right, great transition. Having uh, all these many months with our friend Michael X. Shirley, who's been with us. And Michael, you said you'll still be around, even though the time difference yes. and the East Coast. I'm going to be keeping my eye on you. You'll still have your, you'll have a couple of rock stars, and then you'll, uh, you can Skype with us every once in a while. And you know, when the gifted comes back, you're going to have to be on more often. Oh, corn muffins. <laughs> corn muffins. Gosh. Uh, so, uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the viewers of this show in, in parting? Oh my gosh. I love Marvel Comics. It's probably my favorite American franchise. It's probably Marvel. I just enjoyed being able to nerd out with you guys and talk about all my favorite stuff. I'm so excited I was able to play with you for your first time playing a Marvel game. Carrie, do you have a game that you like a lot? I do remember the Marvel Capcom one. You like, that think, one was really that one fun. Was really, I don't remember which one I played, but I do know I like that one. Uh, I don't remember a specific Marvel one. I was thinking, I was like, I remember Ninja Turtles. I had the Ninja Turtles Sega one. But I feel I had maybe. Was there ever an X-Men like Sega game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, I probably, several. I think I might have had this, one of those too. Well, I'm going to be keeping you guys yeah. all up to date on new video games Yay. coming out from awesome. Marvel franchises. Oh, that new one. What's that new one that's coming out there? Strike Force. Yes. Strike Force. We were watching mm-hmm. the commercial for that. So yeah. I'll be letting, that's going to be on the apps, in the app store. But yeah. that's TV. So yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll test everything out for you guys to let you know. Please how it do. Goes. And before I go, Uh-oh. I wanted to give you all a little parting gift because I was packing up, found lots of cool doubles in my collection. <laughs> and for you, Christian, I have the Generation oh, X. Oh, yes, the holiday, holiday special. special. You know what? I have a lot of Generation X. I know I don't have this one, so this and, is great. Um, my favorite non Marvel team, Gen 13. Meets the Fantastic Four. Awesome. A great crossover. That's pretty. I'll hold these up for those watching on uh, YouTube. And And for Amy, I have for you Generation X2, which is the first one with their full team with Penance, who's a great character, which I think you'll love. And I know how much you adore Spider-Man. Yes. So we've got a Gen 13 meets Spider-Man comic for you. It's a one-shot. So reading this, you'll get the full story. Oh my, wow, that's really pretty, too. And for you, Carrie, I have this copy of Generation X. I thought was really fun that I thought you would like. Has Emma Frost on the cover. And a Gen 13 Monkey Man O'Brien that's very fun and you know I didn't forget about you Tony I've got you a Generation X annual and Gen 13 meets the max which is some artwork I think you're really gonna love thank you so much all of you you. I wish this episode could go on for like 30 more minutes I know it can't (laughs) though I'm really really excited uh, to keep watching you guys and 
see who you can find to replace me. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be I watching. Nobody. Yeah, I don't know Nobody how you're going to do that. ABK88 in the chat says, apparently you're X-Men Santa, LOL. <laughs> and says, thank you. And uh, the, it's apparently 2.30 in the morning on the East Coast, but I wanted to say thank you. And they uh, look forward to your Skype ins. And uh, Sky Patterson says, thank you, Michael, a.k.a. Firehead Rapunzel. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. I just love all you fans. Thank you for talking about all this stuff with mm. me. I really am genuinely interested. And especially your casting choices. I love talking about that stuff. But thank you for everything. I just love After Buzz. I love you guys. And... Definitely my favorite after show I've done here. Well, network. it's been a pleasure having you uh, with us. You've been through several different iterations of this show. You've been so. <laughs> oh, gee. I'm the only one left, but that's all right. I, I'm so glad that we're Original all going to be able to. And keep us honest, keep watching. And if people want to keep in touch with Michael Shirley, where do they find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Michael X Shirley. No. And you can shop my men's clothing line pretty soon, probably at the beginning of July into June. And I sh- uh, love MichaelShirley.com. Wait, Everybody, look at the look at the uh, wide shot. Now say say your name again, Michael. My name is Michael Shirley, and I'm an alcoholic. No, Michael. <laughs> Michael <laughs> X. We were, All right, Michael. How do people? Yeah, where do people? X, X Shirley on Twitter and Instagram, and <laughs> I love MichaelShirley.com. Ayo. And uh, Amy Cassandra Martinez mm-hmm. this past week was a very special guest on the Deadpool Two episode of the Black Cast, yep. which you can find at. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. And where else can people find you? All social media at Amy Cassandra M-T-Z. And Carrie Lane, where do people find you? Yeah, you guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And I'm at Christian DMZ. We will see you, including Michael, who will be watching from elsewhere. Hmm. Uh, We will see you all next time. Until then, Excelsior! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz later! We love you, Michael. Here in are those of the host only do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners of history.